How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's have a former Bruin yell at me here. Uh, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Andrew Raycroft of Nesson. He joins us each and every Tuesday at this time. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food, by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football-watching recipes. Let's frank it up. Razor, what's going on? Not much, gang. What's going on here this afternoon? Well, uh, let's start with this. <laughs> the Bruins need to, and we can get to any trading backup goalies or, or trading as Swayman or Allmark or whomever in a moment, but the Bruins need to shave some money off their, their books to make a deal. They have a deal lined up with Columbus for Gavrikov. Uh, I don't know. Do you look at that and say, I hope the Bruins don't lose out on a player they, they want because they're so close to the books. How urgent is it for the Bruins to make this kind of deal in your mind? I don't, well, it, it's not, I think if it was absolutely deathly urgent, they would probably do it. They have a, probably would have a pretty good idea of where the rest of the league stands and what Columbus is looking for and what they're willing to give up. The, the way the salary cap, any salary cap number, it exponentially gets easier to hold, get a more expensive player as we get closer to the deadline. So, the longer you can wait here these next 10 days, it might not be just for Gavrikov. It might be for another player that they would like to have at this deadline as well. So I think it's, it's probably, I don't know the ins and outs of it, certainly. I don't know the dollars and cents exactly, but I, I would assume it's somewhat of a calculated game of chicken, like all trade deadlines are, in trying to acquire the best player players that you can at this, at this time. You mentioned that the Bruins might have their eye on someone else. Would that be another defenseman that they're looking at? Or do you see or have you heard any other areas of need that they're trying to fill? Uh, the only no, I, I think they look up front again. I think you look at without Jake DeBrus, with the Thomas Nosek, you, you know, can you plug someone else in without having to go to the minors? Would there be a guy like the Barbashevs of the St. Louis? That's a sexy name that, that's been out there a little while that makes a lot of sense for the Boston Bruins. Nick Buested probably doesn't make as much sense, but it's another right shot forward that, that can play a little bit of center if necessary. So there's, other, there's lots of depth forwards out there, and, and I think that could become necessary if you're planning on playing 28 playoff games in, in April, May, and June. That, that would be helpful as well. Razor, I know we talked to you about David Pasternak and his contract or lack thereof pretty much every single week, but as the goals keep racking up here and articles come out with words like redefining the market, uh, do you think maybe the Bruins missed the boat here on, on trying to save a buck as he continues to chase Connor McDavid for the lead in the NHL here? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think at any point they were, they were 
holding out. I think David wanted this to play out the way it did. I think the Bruins are are sitting, waiting, happily ready to sign David at any point. I don't think they were low-balling him, trying to save a buck in the summer, thinking that David was only going to score 25 goals this season and that we were going to get, you know, like they, they know what kind of player it is. The entire league knows what kind of player David Pasternak is, and he's, he's earned the right to make as much money as he can at this point. So I don't think any of this is on the Bruins. I think it comes down to when David's ready to make a decision and, and, and really get to the numbers that they want to get done. Then, then they get to it. I would imagine at this point in the season right now that if you're Don Sweeney, you're, you're, you've got a lot of lines in the water when you're trying to get other players at, at this time. In your experience, you know, playing in the mm-hmm. league, being around players, in your experience, when guys get this close to free agency, do they usually come back? Yeah, the, the perfect example is Philippe Forsberg last year with Nashville. is the exact same situation. And actually, Nashville was thinking of trading him at this time because they were the seventh, eighth seed in the, in the conference. Not sure if they were going to get in. There was so much talk of were they going to sign him. There was talk here in Boston. Are the, the Bruins going to make a run for him? And, and he ended up signing over the summer before hitting free agency with the Nashville Predators again because they can offer him an extra year, number one. So you get an eight-year deal rather than getting a seven-year deal. And you have you're in a place that's comfortable, and you you might test the waters and kick the kick the doors a little bit. And like I've said, free agency in the NHL isn't real free agency. There's there's a very limited number of teams that one can afford a guy like David Pasternak, and two, there's only a few teams that David Pasternak would be willing to go to, and and, and teams like Arizona and are are not one of them. Okay, so so look, the, the Forsberg one is a good counterpoint, uh, and I'm sure there are examples, but those tend to be the exception to the rule, don't they? Well, I think, sure, but in, in the cap, in the last few years, the cap situation's changed for the NHL because it's been flat and there's not a lot of places to go, and COVID has changed that dynamic. So, yeah, you could go back 15 years ago, but I think the, the narrative and I think the way the league does business has changed a little bit or a lot since COVID and, and a little bit in the last couple of years in that, you know, players like where they are. And they're just, they're, there hasn't been any big name guys, the Nathan McKinnons, the Connor McDavid's, nobody at the top of the league has changed teams through free agency because it's really difficult to do. And it's not necessarily the most. Well, good draw. Uh, the, I know we brought this up draw, last week. But he left, draw. Yeah, well, he left, he left for Calgary. He's an American kid. He went through, he was living in Canada where his family couldn't visit him unless they were vaccinated. There was a lot going on outside of hockey in that situation. And, and I think for Johnny Goudreau, he was closer to home. He was back in the United States, and he still got paid a whole lot of money. Uh, Razor, really quick, Jake DeBrusque, back two games with two goals. Is there anything about his return that has surprised you with that kind of immediate production? No, it, maybe maybe a year ago, but not now. And what he has done up until January 2nd, the Winter Classic, it, what I think we started to see it a little bit with him out of the lineup in those games prior to the break, being the, the, not having that extra jump on the power play and that, that first line and just how important he is now to this team, how quick he is at retrieving pucks, how good he is in the forecheck. And I think it was, it was certainly fitting to have the power play score two minutes and 19 seconds into him being on it again and then even the goal yesterday it, it, Brad Marshall does so much work on the forecheck down low but but Jake DeBrusque is right behind him on that forecheck it, and they they just make a quick little play and it gets to the net and and no one can play it there so we haven't seen any of 
the Bergeron line mates do that, and I think that's what Jake DeBrus brings to to those guys. Razor David Krejci played his thousandth game. They did a little ceremony for him before the game yesterday. Um, I think about him and the new coach and all these other factors, and I just sort of wonder what you think about Krejci and what sort of percentage you'd give him in terms of why this team's been just so dominant this year. It feels like he's had a lot to do with it. He has, and that was the big question mark. Could he uh, – the, the – He's a very underrated player here, but throughout the league, guys know what he's done in the playoffs in 13 and 11. Like Guys that played with him and against him know how great he is. But going over to Europe and, and being away for a year, you're, you're curious if he can still bring that at this level, and he has. And he's on pace to score his fourth most points ever in his career this season. And, and what he's been able to do, it's just slotting everybody in the right spot to be able to have him there. David Pasternak, we know how much he loves playing with David Krejci. Pavel Zaka, how much they've created chemistry right away. To have those guys as a set line, that second, that second line or sometimes first line, really just slots everybody properly. So I think, as usual, David Krejci being in this lineup is probably a little underappreciated or was in the summer when, when he came back. Uh, before we let you go, I've, uh, I've riled up Bruins fans a little bit, uh, <laughs> not, not on purpose. But I've riled – usually it's on purpose, no, Razor. Uh, but but this wasn't so much on purpose. It was just an aside uh, oh. about the, the, the trading Swayman idea that I know Wiggy's been on and Mike Milbury didn't dismiss uh, last week. I just said, ah, if the Bruins could trade either goaltender, they don't need both in the postseason. So I guess this is your opportunity to tell me how stupid I am like Bruins fans want me to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. The, the reason – so this is – so the, the there's a couple issues here. Number one is – First and foremost, if I'm a general manager and I have these two guys and I make the trade, let's say I make the trade, and Linus Allmark blows his knee out three days after the trade deadline, um, I might as well pack my bags and, and walk out of town. So, so that's the first reason why I'm not doing it. That's for this season alone. Now, if there was a scenario where I was a team who absolutely – Say I was this team and the Boston Bruins were in fourth place and I knew that all I needed was uh, a, a left winger. I needed a first-line left winger. And there was a team over in the Western Conference that had that first left-line left winger and they needed a goalie. And I can make that trade and I could look down the future and have this guy locked in for seven years. Then, yes, maybe I would think about it. But where the Bruins are right now with what they have in their roster already there's no piece that I say I look at and say they need someone so good that I need to trade Jeremy Swayman to get him. And so, so those are my two reasons why it won't happen. Um, again, there, there's probably scenarios through history that, that would require uh, trading one of your guys to make your, you know, get a top a number one defenseman. But the Bruins have all of those pieces, and, and, and no, they won't trade Jeremy Swayman right. or Linus Allmark. All right, disagree with Hockey Jones at your own risk. Uh, Andrew Raycroft? <laughs> We'll talk to you uh, next Tuesday. He joins us each and every Tuesday here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. Thanks, Razor. Love it, guys. Thanks. Bye. All right. Andrew Raycroft, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Many have disagreed with Hockey Jones in the past, Mego. And it never, it ne- <laughs> I'm not going to go there. It never works out well. It just never works out well. Oh, really? Yes. No, okay. no, no. No, ra- rarely, if ever. I can't remember a time where Hockey Jones was wrong. Uh, he had, I, gave him a, I really gave him an opportunity to call me a dummy, though. He didn't want to go there. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. He's a nice guy. Much nice Canadian. Much nicer than me. I'm not going to go there. Much nicer than me. I would have dove right in. Uh, Anyway, we... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.